Player. And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. And no Jono this week. He's over on Secret Assignment. Um, hope you're having a good one, Jono. And um, so no updates from Jono this week about the Xbox um, saga or anything, but Jace, tell the people what they want to hear. Have you, um, any more news, anything happened with Xbox Series X? It has. So um, I, I can't remember where I last left off on this, but basically what happened was there was an Oz Bargain post. It said, Big W has um, consoles, go, go, go. I went on, I missed out. The very next day, um, I woke up quite early and I thought, I'll just have another look and see if it was there, and it was. Um, and so I pre-ordered it, uh, and it said that it will be available for shipment from the 16th. Um, and I really didn't think much of it. I didn't think that a whole lot was going to happen because a lot of people in in this Oz Bargain thread were saying, look, I even though they could go ahead and try and pre-order it, if you like were logged in, you could see that it was available for pre-orders and logged into the Big W website. But if you weren't, yep. you couldn't. Everything seemed sketchy, right? It didn't seem like it was it was <laughs> going to happen. And then there was meant to be another um, shipment that was going to be available, another pre-order that was going to be available on the actual 16th itself. And this Ozbargain thread is massive. Everyone's excited. They're like, when's it going to yep. happen? Is it going live at midnight? Blah, blah, blah. Um, it didn't happen. And it turns out the Big W said that they were going to have PS5s, which never happened. Uh, and they were going to have Xboxes, which they didn't have either. Uh, and during this whole time, I was uh, watching my Big W status go from cancelled to reordered to cancelled to reordered again to finally cancelled. And I never expected so, to get it. Uh, so were you getting? Go ahead. Were you getting? Were you getting charged each time it was cancelled to pre-ordered, cancelled to pre-ordered? No. So I got I I, I got charged straight away because that's the way it works. Um, yep. And then I got cancelled, and then it came through again and then cancelled again. So on the second cancel is when I got a refund. Okay. And the day that I got a refund, um, I was sitting at work and the mail guy stopped by and dropped a big W box on my desk. And I was just like, <laughs> huh? And I opened it up and it was an Xbox. It's but I hadn't been charged box, for right? it. It's a massive box. And it was very cool. You, you spoke last time about how it was like an experience to open it up. They definitely put a lot more effort into the Xbox Absolutely. Series X than they did the Xbox Series S. Um, the Xbox Series S was literally just the box, but uh, this had a whole thing and it felt like I was, I don't know, it was a puzzle. There was a whole thing going on. Um, it was very, very cool. And, and I was I was genuinely excited, but I was also confused as to why, first of all, I never received a shipment notification. And second of all, I, I had my money back in my account. Um, but then a day later, um, and this, this being, I, I actually received it on the 16th. A day later, they charge me again, which is fine because that's the fair way to go. I like to think to myself that I would have, had they have not have charged me, they'll give me a refund that I would have called up and you know done the right thing. But a little part of me thinks that I wouldn't have. Um, oh, almost, it's, it's a tough almost one, a right? There's a moral. Xbox, right? Yeah, almost a free also, Xbox. But you could have also thought that they listened to the podcast and were like, "Well, look, they, they've heard how unhappy we've been with JB, so let's jump on to the um, versus player, you know, good books, and just send Jace a free Xbox Series X." Oh well, it would have been nice, but now, so it now you've been. got, so now you've got an Xbox Series X. What are you doing with mm -hmm. your Xbox Series S? What's your plan? So the S is back in the nursery, uh, which used to be a study. Um, yep. and that, that's the plan. It's, it's just going to be this backup Xbox for when I want to go to another room. Um, Jen and I 
you still there? Yep. Oh, sorry. You look like you cut out there for a second. Um, Jen and I um, used to play a lot of games together, especially like, you know, in some of the previous podcasts you would have heard, we're playing a lot of Monster Hunter. We actually loaded that up for the first time tonight now that we have oh, we have nice. both Xboxes again, just to, just to see what it looks like. I really wanted to see it on the X. Monster Hunter had horrendous loading times, um, and they're completely resolved by the, the Series X and the Series S. Um, but it's just gone back to the way it was. I used to have a, a 1S and a 1X, and now I have a Series X and a Series S. And, um, you know, I'm moving into to new new territory, fatherhood. And I, uh, I think I'll be spending a little bit of time in that nursery helping out. So having a, an Xbox in there and, and a TV in the nursery might be nice. Um, we'll yeah. see how we go. That, that was, I think I've mentioned that on the podcast once upon a time as well, but good memories of playing when my son was born, a Greed Corp, which was a nice one-handed controller game where you could just move your little guys around the hexagon kind of grid. You've got to find something like that. <laughs> I know. Well, um, well, I know there was that. Bayonetta, Bayonetta yeah. had a one yep, had a one handed mode, but I think that was for different reasons. <laughs> it was it was for different reasons. Look, um, yeah, so you you have a beautiful TV in your house. So my TV, Xbox Series X, it's got the 4K capability, but it doesn't have any kind of option for the Hertz. How are the Hertz going for you? Like, obviously, I know what I'm talking about with Hertz, Jace. You do, you totally do. No, no. So there's, yeah. um, so the big, the big deal is 4K, 120 frames per second, or 120 hertz. And this has been something that's existed in PC for a long time. The laptop that I'm recording this off right now has a 240 hertz screen. The thing is that you need a decent graphics card to be able to push that. Um, now, truth be told, after a certain amount um, of hertz, <laughs> uh, you can't really tell the difference. Um, and 120 is absolutely a sweet spot. Um, the difference between 60 and 120 hertz is very drastic. Um, it drops off between 120 and, and 240 hertz. These consoles aren't capable of it simply because they don't have the graphical power to pull it off. And yeah. truth be told, there's nothing out that I'm aware of yet that can do 4K 120, except okay. for maybe Gears of War 4, which yep. was, was advertising it. Um, but I can't tell the difference at the moment. The, the catch is that most TVs, um, especially from the last year or so, uh, or pr prior to 2019, I should say, um, don't support 120 hertz. Um, and, and most TVs don't have good refresh rates and all that sort of stuff. So none of this sort of stuff would matter. But I was surprised to find that my TV, TV was capable of it. Um, my my nice. TV has a, it, it's awesome. My, my TV can do 4K and it can, it can do 120 hertz. Uh, typically for, for 120 hertz to function, you need something called HDMI 2.1 or 2.2. I can't quite remember. Um, I don't have either of those things, but I do have a, a sort of Samsung variant of that. Samsung likes to to sort of do their own thing. Um, you know, they yeah. make QLEDs when everyone else makes OLEDs, right? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, look, uh, I, I'm surprised by it. I can tell the difference in some cases. Um, yep. The problem is that, that again, a lot of people are experiencing issues with um, their Xboxes constantly flicking on and off. Or the, not the Xbox itself, but you go into a game and it will go to a black screen and then it will look as though the Xbox is no longer connected. And this is a fairly widespread issue between Samsung, LG, Vizio, um, all sorts of TVs. And, and a lot of people can't do 120 20 hertz and, and something called a, a variable refresh rate. Um, so without boring people any further, if you do have a TV that is capable of 4K and 120 hertz, uh, and you find that you're getting this screen flickering issue or the source isn't, isn't working, um, turn off variable refresh rate. Um, it's an option on your Xbox in your 4K settings, and it fixes everything. 
eventually your TV will have some sort of firmware update to deal with the next-gen consoles. A lot of them are getting it at the moment, not so much in Australia, but in Europe they are, and, uh, and that will make a big difference. Nice tip. It's it's funny you were talking about like funny glitches with the, with the Xbox. So I've had my Xbox now for just on a week. Um, so yeah, the day that I got it really didn't count because it was just updates and downloads and whatnot. And in that week, so my internet's been very choppy this week. Um, it's it's not an always online console, but gee, it it is not really very um, friendly when it's not connected to the internet. It takes a very long time. To, like I often had to just like because the internet was slow, but like still working, but slow, I would often just disconnect from the internet to play anything. Um, it would take a very long time to try and load into the gamer profiles. It often wouldn't load in. There was a really bizarre bug in Tetris um, Connect um, effect. What's it called? Connect Tetris Effect Connect Connected, um, where I was playing on my account. I was almost at the end on playing on normal difficulty. My son played it on his account, and he had somehow not his fault, but it wiped my game and copied his game onto my game. So I had the same scores that he had on the same stages that he'd done. It was so bizarre. Um, so look, it, I, I don't think in this day and age, most people have the problems that I'm having with such terrible internet, like it's been point something megabits per second at times. So it's been basically not non-existent. Um, but yeah, it, it's having it connecting now and working now, having it had it for a week, I've got to say the quick resume feature is unbelievable. Like I'm jumping between games. I've had a really busy week with work um, and I haven't had a whole heap of gaming time. So I was doing some work on the weekend. I was working like all day, Saturday, Sunday, and I would just kind of like every hour or so, I'd just get up, go and stand up in front of the TV, put on Tetris um, Effect Connected and play through like, you know, four or five stages on the... Um, on the um, campaigny mode, um, and I actually played it through on expert, and it wasn't until the very last stage that I realised that the uh, right trigger does a slowdown mode, and it's what the all kind of zone thing is all about. So I felt yep. even more like a professional at this game because I was playing it on like ultra expert mode, a handicap. Not, yeah, not doing this. It made the last two stages so much easier. Uh, but man, the game is awesome. Um, really, the music is so much fun. My daughter, my youngest, is doing like block dancing as I'm playing. I saw some cool videos, it. yeah. Oh man, it's awesome. Um, but now I'm playing through it again. There's a kind of, you can do the whole thing in one go without dying. So I'm trying that. Um, but yeah, I'm jumping between, I've, I've been playing like even old games like Rayman Legends. I'm yep. trying to, you know, go through that again a little bit with my son. Played a touch of um, Destiny 2. The, what's the new DLC, Jace? Uh, Beyond Light. Beyond Light, beautiful, looks amazing. Um, I'm going with the EA um, uh, Play. I've played some FIFA, played some Sea of Solitude, almost finished that. Um, it's just, you can just jump between things so quickly. I'm, I'm just blown away by it. And the loading, when you want to play a game, like it's, it's, it's basically not there. Like we were, we tried that monkey game, um, the Journey to the West. What's that game that the. Uh, un, or oh, something. Oh, I can't remember the name of it, man. Sorry, dude. Um, <laughs> Unsomething un Heroes, it's called. Oh, yeah. It was really funny too. So in the opening cutscene of this game, <laughs> I was playing with my son and the um, little character comes up on screen and says something and then she says, off you go on your journey to the West. So my son runs left on the screen and I'm like, where are you going? And he goes, I'm going West. And I'm like, that is a great joke. Um, <laughs> that should have been an achievement. 
that that should have been the game. It should yeah. the whole thing should go left. Um, no, but it was really funny. But like we just played that for a little bit, then we jumped over to Tetris, then we jumped over to um their crash for a little bit as well. And it's just so quick. Well, you, you're it finding is. the same thing, I imagine. Uh, I am, yeah. So the name of that game is Unruly Heroes. I, I haven't I given it a go yet, but it's on it's on Game Pass and it's on on PC as well. Um, I am. So I, I mentioned this last time, but I really feel as though this isn't like it is next gen in terms of well, it's next gen, right? Seven years have passed and a new console's come down. Yeah. It seems to be the cycle, but it's very much just more of a a hardware quality of life type of upgrade. Like there's only so far you can go. I don't, I really don't feel like we're at a point yet where games can, can sort of jump so much further ahead, like, like they used to, like there just isn't, it isn't there. I feel like we're almost, I mean, we're not, I don't know, man, we're not like at the tippy top of graphics. I'm sure we'll be walking around with real people soon enough, but it's just, uh, there's not, there's nowhere to go right now. It's it's really funny you say that because like my brother um, called me during the week and was asking me how I'm enjoying it and if he thinks he should if I think he should upgrade um, from his Xbox One X oh no One S I think he I think he's got an S I don't think he has an X um, and I was saying look if anyone asked me now what to get like you you, you got to get this new one it's it's not you're not going to have that graphical upgrade I think. Like you're ex- like we've ever had before in the same way. Like yep. particularly going from like the PS2 to the PS3, that that sort of generation Absolutely. there was a huge, a much bigger jump than it was, you know, than we're probably going to get again. He was, my brother was saying, oh, what's next? Like holograms and things like that, and VR and that kind of, a kind of that that direction is happening too. But um, I, I think just for the kind of overall enjoyment of removing as much frustration as possible. Absolutely. With loading times and just jumping between games, and you know, particularly if you've got like one console, you're sharing it with family members and things. Uh, you you can just get right into it. Have that, you know, our uh, dinner's ready in two minutes. All right, I'll just stop right here, and then just resume it. Even if someone plays something else in between, it doesn't matter. It's it's so good like that. I'm just I'm I'm I know. Do you know how many games it kind of keeps on the back end in quick resume? My understanding is five. Yeah, because um, I was, I would have guessed that. Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of games don't have it yet, um, okay. and it, sometimes you get a little uh, a little logo in the top right hand corner yep. when Quick Resume actually works. The funny thing is, it's sometimes hard to tell whether or not Quick Resume is on or off because even with the previous generation, if you you could if you were playing you know a game, you're you're playing something else, and then you were to close it, you could go back yep. into it and pick up where you left off, right? You could do that once. But yep. with the speed of the way things work, sometimes I just miss it. Like sometimes those intro scenes just go by so quick. <laughs> yeah. And because you're expecting it to load, you're expecting it to be on this splash screen that takes ages. And then it turns out you're at the main menu. I appreciate you're not writing the game, but you're close enough to it. And and like, yeah, it is. Like the, the name of it is, is absolutely quality of life changes or, or, or you know, quality of life improvements to, to gaming and and just the ability to be able to get in there nice and quick. And, and I did that. I, I got um, a mixture of... Uh, a lot of them were Microsoft Studios games, uh, but I, I got a mixture of games that had the um, X uh, slash S improvements. Um, yep. So Call of Duty, for example, looks incredible. Like, as in, there is a clear difference. It's polished, it's smooth, it's quick, it's amazing. But then even games like No Man's Sky that has this notoriously long, a minute and a half load-in time, just goes, you're just in. 
There's there's nothing there's no waiting. Sea of Thieves, notorious for taking a really long time to get into a game. It's searching, it's doing whatever. It was never network based. It just took a while to generate the world for whatever reason. It's instant. And all yep. of those games were quick. Um, Monster Hunter is another one. I spent a good part of of my first day with the Xbox just jumping between games to see how quick things were and, and see where <laughs> the graphical improvements were as well. And um, quite a lot of these games that were um, Xbox One X enhanced still hold those enhancements. But apparently, yeah. you know, even games like Cyberpunk, which which obviously isn't out yet, we're not going to be seeing the actual graphical improvements, the next gen improvement they call it, until next year. Um, okay. You're going to see the you're going to see sort of faster loading times and things processing a lot quicker, but you're not you're not going to see that next gen sort of graphical update until next year. Yeah, and I know neither of us have a PS5, but I know it's kind of the same business over there in terms of how quick the loading is. I've seen some videos um, online of, it's funny, you don't really watch loading screens now, but videos of people comparing the loading times. And it seems like on the PlayStation, kind of like the newer games load a little bit quicker, but the backwards compatible games or the older games load a bit quicker on the X. It's it's all negligible though. It's It's basically the same. It's like a few seconds each time. It's not like, you know, anything to kind of, you know, for the fanboys to to claim victory over. <laughs> yeah, so, but... I'll, I'll tell you something. That... Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you something that's funny though. Like because because of the speed and because of the quick resume aspect of it, it feels like a game in itself. Like I felt like um, I, what was I playing? I was playing a bit of Destiny Two, and I just didn't feel like playing it. I felt like taking a break from it, but I didn't really want to get up and walk away and do anything else. So I quickly jumped over to a game of Rocket League. And I was in it in seconds. I was in a game. Yep. I was at the mercy of my network, which is pretty quick. Boom, I had a couple. It almost felt like one of those. I was playing Rocket League as a loading screen, like some of those old <laughs> games like Ridge Racer had like Galaga that you could play in between. Yep. I was playing like Rocket League while I was having a break before I then quick resumed back to Destiny 2. Um, so and cool. and that, that in itself is, is, is amazing. So can I ask, when you quick resume back in Destiny, does it have to, like, because it's a persistent online game, did it have to load you back in or was it, just are we just it, sitting there? No, it does. So because you um, have disconnected from the server, yeah, one of okay. two things either happen. You'll either be back at the splash screen for Destiny Two, or your spaceship will be hovering in in space. It says like Open Director yep. or something like that. Um, but because these game for the online only sort of games, um, it, it appears as though Quick Resume won't work the way that you think it will. But things are so quick to get back in that it doesn't matter anyway. Doesn't matter. Um, yep. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I don't. It's it's just it's amazing. Um, but I'll tell you I, something as well. Like the 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 difference between the X and the S isn't actually that big. The big difference is the speed, and the speed is identical between the two. It's just how pretty it looks when it loads. That's it. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder what's gonna like how it's gonna change loading screens. Like all this co comment discussion about like you know the, how quick it loads into things. I remember um, GTA uh, Four. Where it was, it would you'd start the game up and it would load into. I think it did the same with five as well. Whether it would load into single player or multiplayer, Red Dead did this as well, where you could kind yeah. of just do that straight away. I wonder if that's what games are going to do. Like it's going to be like, you know, load straight into the game, and the menu screen is on there, and if you click resume, you're just playing instantly rather than go to a holding screen, then load whatever you want to do. Like I think that's kind of what they're going to try and do to really, particularly the first party things, the games to kind of show off the power of this kind of speed of the console. Should be good. More gaming I, time. I hope, I hope that that's what they do. And I think that if anybody's going to do it, it's probably Rockstar. I mean, they've been doing it anyway. 
the, the thing is that like PC games have had this speed for a long time, but there is yep. something to be said. And, and a lot of people just leave their PCs turned on and Steam is running and GOG is running and Epic Store is running and whatever. And they just double click on something and they load into it. I don't know why, but for some reason, there's more of a novelty to sitting down, pressing the on button on your controller. It turns on your entertainment system, you know, your speakers, your soundbar, whatever you got, your TV, it all comes comes on and it just appears there immediately. I appreciate yeah. the PCs are probably quicker overall, but there's something about, I don't know, there's something different about sitting down in front of your big TV. And I know you can plug your PC into a big TV, but sitting down in front of the big TV, pressing this button and it just being there, you know, it's just this controller that has these magical abilities. Um, the yep. PC feels like more of an investment. I'm sitting down in front of a monitor. I know it's, you know, uh, there's something there's something psychological going on there. I can't quite explain, I, but it's, it's I, very I good. totally agree. Having spent a week, like, working in front of my computer, I haven't wanted to play games on it at all. So it's been nice to go over yeah. to the couch and, yeah, having the Xbox kind of on the main TV on just, yeah, really enjoying that. Um, look, before we head, Jace, was there any games, anything else you wanted to chat about? Anything um, else you've been kind of doing? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, um, I mean, I've been playing a lot of different games, but again, I've, I've explained that I'm just sort of jumping in between. I am dabbling. still playing. Sorry, what was that? Uh, you're dabbling. You're dabbling I'm, like I am. I'm absolutely dabbling. I am playing a lot of Destiny 2. Um, my work colleagues are, are right into it. Everybody has a gaming laptop at work now, and on you know a quiet hour here and there, we'll uh, we'll sit down and we'll do this sort of LAN party type experience, which has been really amazing. Um, and yeah, it'd be great if you and Jono could get into it as well, because Destiny's got that whole getting into a fire team, have a quick game, in and out sort of business. It's, it's got that all down pat. Um, but the one game that I've been playing uh, with, with Jen is a game called Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. Um, so <laughs> Sakuna is a, um, ooh, a Devil May Cry light-esque farming simulator. Um, uh, okay. Sure. Um, and that's what I, I thought. So it's it's very anime. Um, the writing in it is, and the translation is amazing. Um, I, I think the same team that was possibly responsible for some of the translations, like Monster Hunter and things, may be responsible for this. I really like okay. it when, um, or, or even Persona. Persona is another great example. You have a Japanese. Uh, clearly, it was you know Japanese inspired, but then you've got the uh, you've got the the English dub over the top. Uh, Yakuza is another great example of of getting the English part right. Um, interestingly enough, I learned that the people who made this game, and you've got to have a look at it because it's beautiful. Um, the people who made this game, I think it was only two of them. Uh, and the way it works is this. Um, you are playing as a goddess who um, uh, inadvertently lets humans into um, the god realm and they burn down a, um, like a rice store. And this rice was reserved for one of the other goddesses. And so you get banished with these humans to an Isle of Demons where you have to replenish all of the rice that got destroyed, which I'm assuming is some ridiculous amount. It's rice. That's a, that's a fitting punishment. Um, it's interesting. And so um, it's, this, it's this slice of life game where you live on this um, very Japanese farm and you all work together to be able to um, grow rice. Uh, okay. while fighting demons so that you can prepare dinner for people. Um, and the rice component of this game is pinpoint accurate to the point where the website redirects you to the Japanese agriculture website on how to grow rice. It is scary how, like, spot on you can get and the way that they made this a mechanic. And, like, it, I mean, it's as simple as this. 
If you're making a lot of white rice, it increases your stats so that you fight better. Brown rice makes you more full, right? But you've got to like put in the right water levels. You've got to be careful for rain. You've got to pray to gods to stop the rain from coming in. You've got to deal with bugs. You've got to plant every individual rice plant. I know how to grow rice, Joe, from a video game. And <laughs> Jen and I are passing the controller backwards and forwards while um, she's dealing with like the home life sort of stuff and a little bit of the, the basic combat. But the combat gets real tricky later on. There's a day and night cycle. You fight things at night. They're super duper hard. And you'll come back and, you know, you'll find out that somebody's gone missing on an expedition. You've got to go and recover them. We had a dog move in. We had a cat move in. We had a turtle man move in. Um, it's, it's just so much love and so much care has gone into this game. And I thought it was going to be this really niche experience that nobody would have heard of. I've been excited about this game for a long time. And it's like in the top 10 on Steam. It's 60 wow. bucks. It's definitely indie. 60, wow. But people Huge. are buying it and it's hitting into this overwhelmingly positive territory because it's just such a unique experience. Um, we love it. Like, Jen can't wait to get back into it again. I've taken the PC away from her to do this, but but she's she loves it. Um, and it just, it, it's, it's not meant to be a pass the controller sort of game, but there's very clear, you're farming, you're fighting, and then a little bit of the in-between and, and, and we... We, we each have our roles. I'm, uh, yeah, she's the gatherer, it's, I'm the it, hunter. <laughs> it really does sound like the um, versus player game, games, life, and everything in between. Uh, when you said it was um, like a Devil May Cry-esque, I was going to say, surely it's not as bizarre as Devil May Cry, but um, I think it has taken the cake in that regard too. What, what I mean by that about is, well, uh, about, about, what I mean by that is that the combat in it is more about like, juggling enemies you know in devil may cry yep. you kind of ju juggling yeah, yeah. enemies and then using the enemies against other enemies it's okay but it's a it's a side-scrolling platformer when you're fighting and then it's a 3d like run around mario-esque type game uh the 3d mario at least um that uh when you when you're planting rice and and doing stuff in your village um it's just it's so charming and i'm uh, to be honest with you man it's it's heading into game of the year territory which was very unexpected Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. And, and look, and, and it's the thing about video games, right? Like, you, you can explain it. It sounds so ridiculous. It's, it doesn't work on paper, but in, in actual practice, it, it's just, it works. It kind of, it's, it sounds like a conglomeration of all those ridiculous things together um, somehow works. I just love that people come up with this sort of thing. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, but well, look, that. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. Um, and, and if there's anything else that, you know, anyone out there has kind of played that's as bizarre, we'd love for you to write in at, at podcast at versusplayer.com. Thank you for listening. Uh, thanks. You know where to catch us. You've, you've listened to this podcast. Tell your friends about us. Give us a review over on iTunes. That'll be super cool. Um, check us out on YouTube. I'll try to get up something very soon again this week. Um, and of course, visit us over on our website versusplayer.com. Thank you, Jace. Have Thank you, Joe. Bye-bye. This is Player.